Hey everyone, welcome to episode four of the Modern Flirting Podcast. I am Jared Seig Lawrence, the founder of modernflirting.com, and I am here with the one and only Andrew Miak, the founder of Sexual Quantum Leap. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, awesome, brother. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, of course, absolutely. When uh, I had you a, few, a couple of months back, talk to my guys, and probably one of the best sex talks I've ever heard, that, that mix of Tantra, BDSM, and everything in between. Yeah, man, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was just, it was just great, man, to share it with the guys because I know it's like so um, relevant for the guys who are like really focusing on their dating life and stuff like that, and it's such a massive component of their life. So yeah, appreciate it, man. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk that I do, especially my guys and a lot of other people in my industry, on how to get a girl, but there's not that much talk that really goes into how to keep a girl. And keeping a girl sexually satisfied and knowing what you're doing in the bedroom, I think, is a huge factor of does a girl want to see you again. Right? Like, if, mm. if you don't know what you're doing there, you can have all the, you can be the best wordsmith in the world, but at the end of the day, she is not satisfied. She's not satisfied. I mean, would you agree with that? A hundred percent, man. I see. Um, actually, I work with a lot of guys and um, with the respect of like sexuality. And I used to do dating back in the day, not to the extent that you've done. And I know you're the OG of um, the dating community and stuff like that in a lot of ways, which is really cool. And um, actually seeing like, a lot of men actually struggle back in the day of actually approaching women. Like, I'm like, sometimes like, why is this guy not actually talking to a girl? Why is he not approaching? I'm like thinking, why is he not having that conversation that he wants to? It's because sometimes he was held back because of his own performance anxiety. And, and that's the thing. He's like, I don't want to talk to her because if it gets to the bedroom, then if it starts getting sexual, I'm going to be nervous. So that was a massive epiphany, man. I can go on a massive tangent about that. But when I had that, I was like, there's a lot of men out there in the dating world who are actually self-sabotaging from not actually having the relationships and connections with women because they're not actually willing to go, you know what, put themselves out there because they've got so much, like we always talk about maybe approach anxiety and how to get over that. But what about the performance anxiety that's also holding men back? So let's, let's get into that then because, I mean, that's something I hear from uh, a bunch of my guys a lot of times is it's a hard time uh, getting up, getting erect, uh, but at the same time when they masturbate, for instance, totally fine, no problem. What's going on there? What are the different uh, reasons for that? And then how does one solve that? Um, which one in particular? More about um, getting it up and getting it right. Yeah, I just want to give a guys a little bit of an overview about that. So the two main problems that guys have, man, there's two types of guys, and I'll talk about the two main problems. The two main guys that I usually work with, it's one, it's more the performance anxiety. They can't get it up or they can't keep it up or they come too quickly. That's the two main problems a lot of guys have. Or sometimes it's a third one, which is more of a lesser category, which is like they, um, they, they can't come during sex and it's all related to the same problems. Now, that's the first type of guys, like the performance anxiety guy. The second type of guys, like, you know what, I'm kind of don't really have any of that, but I just want to be able to absolutely be a beast in the bedroom. And they're kind of like, you know what, I just want to be like more personal development, more entrepreneurial, just like looking into growth mindset. So that's the two types of guys. And they're the two types of problems that guys have. Now, um, when we're talking about that, the two biggest problems that men have is, as I said, the premature ejaculation and actually erectile dysfunction. So that's the big one. So it's a great one that you brought up today. But in saying that, do you want me to like cover about like why men actually like struggle with um, performance or, anxiety? I mean, just, men, I'm sure there's guys watching this right now who are dealing with it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they want to know like how to, or some quick tips on how to get, a, get around that. Yeah, 100%, bro. And the thing is, what I, um, this is like, I always say this one, and I fucking love this one. So you say for guys who are dating, man, for like, and this will be really relevant to your guys in this um, group. When you're with a woman for the first time, a lot of guys say, I can be with a woman, I can get it up. 
after I got to know her a few times, I used to they can get up when they're watching porn and stuff like that at home by themselves. But when they're with a woman for the first time, they don't feel that comfortable, usually because of their porn habits, um, their porn habits, their masturbation habits, potentially their diet as well, psychological issues. Did they just break up with their girlfriend? Things like this. But some practical things that a guy can do right now is I want to talk about the psychological, not so much the, um, the physical today, um, because the psychological is going to dictate the actual physical. So when guys that have a girl, say, we'll just like break down for a dating scenario. If they meet this girl out, they have this fucking um, conversation, they're like, come back to my house. Now the guy's like, cool, she's coming back to my house, but the guy is freaking the fuck out because what usually happens, what goes through his mind is like, now I've got to perform. I've got to be that beast in the bedroom. I've got to do that thing. And then they might be thinking, here we go. It's my only one shot and that's it. If I don't have sex with her really great for the first time, she's never going to come back. So they say, so here's the scenario. They go back to the house. They're both sitting on the fucking, they're both sitting on the couch and they both got a glass of wine and they're looking at each other and the guy's thinking, shit, how can I maybe make this more sexual? And you know, this is your world and this is why I know you teach dudes more about like how to make that process easier, but I'm just oversimplifying it. Things about to get sexual and the guy's like, cool. I'm feeling nervous. What happens if I don't get up? And then she's thinking, oh my God, this is a lot of guys forget. They forget about what the actually going through the woman's head. She might be thinking, I don't want to actually come across. I don't like, will I have to fake it? Um, she's feeling a lot of pressure. Guys actually forget about all the pressure that's going on in the woman's head as well. And she's going, I really like this guy. Maybe I might have to fake it. Maybe I have to do something I don't want. So what I'd like to do in that situation, and I'm having the wine and you feel that sexual tension growing. It's like, this is how you can like kind of, it's going to take a dip in the sexual tension, but it's also going to raise it later on. It's just like having a conversation with it when you both feel that like really building up like, Hey, I'm really enjoying your company. I really like what we got going on tonight. It's really cool. You know what? There's no expectation for us to do anything. I just want to play and explore and let the night unfold as it may. And I keep it really casual like that. And then for her, and then I say to her, I'm like, I don't want you to feel like you have to do anything or you have to say anything or you have to be anyone. I just want to get to know you. And you know what? Whatever happens, happens. But you know what? At the end of the day, I just want to like really get to know you and explore you. And if you, yeah, let's just like play. I like to always say that word. Let's play and let's explore instead of going, Let's do the sex thing. Let's like do that. And it's kind of like an open invitation for her interpretation, which of course she's going to interpret it as sex. And then she goes, oh, he gets me. It makes her feel comfortable. So it takes the pressure off her. But what you're doing is you're taking the pressure off her and you're also taking it off yourself, which is actually going to help you like quote unquote perform. But I'm always telling guys, don't try and perform. It's like, let's be present. But I can break that down a bit more as well if you'd like. Yeah, I mean... It's funny how much the same issues that go into meeting a girl are there even when it comes to bedroom because I have guys who really struggle with like coming up with what to say, knowing how to move things forward, how to lead the interaction, knowing how to flirt correctly because you're way too into their head and it's mm -hmm. like performance anxiety, right? They got approach anxiety, they got escalation anxiety, and now they got performance anxiety. There's so much anxiety going around. Uh, yeah. where do you, where, what's your thoughts on it? Do you feel like this is something guys just need to get desensitized to? Is this some people are more inclined to have anxiety than others? Is it something, a way of retraining your mind? Because it seems yeah. to be an overarching problem throughout the entire process. Yeah, I think for me, the anxiety for a lot of guys in the bedroom, it's the perception of what is meant to happen and the perception of what they're supposed to do and how they're meant to be in the bedroom and how that woman is going to perceive them, that causes them to get really stuck. So, so here's a trick question though, kind of, kind of tricky then. Is there something you're supposed to do right in the bedroom? And if there is something you're supposed to do right, 
then shouldn't they have that expectation of doing the right thing in the bedroom? Yeah, you're right. And the thing is, you know, I always say this, like, why am, why can I um, give women great results in the bedroom or give them a great experience? And why can the clients I work with give women great results? It's because of this, my man. It's because I'm willing to ask the tough questions that most men aren't willing to ask. And I'm willing to say the tough things that I, um, that most men will say. And what I mean by that is I'm willing to get to know her sexuality, talk to her a little bit more, what she likes, what she doesn't like, and uncovering her sexual truth, so to speak, and getting her to feel really comfortable and open about that. Like, what do you, what would you like to explore? What would you not like to explore? What is something that you don't want to really do? So I'm really understanding that from the get-go. And then like having a bit of a chat on the wine, with the wine. And then also I'm like saying things like, you know what I like to explore? And I'm actually putting that on the table first for the woman. And when she can feel that, like, man, this guy is actually opening up, saying what he likes, saying what he doesn't like, and putting that on the table, and you're giving her full permission to express that, it takes a lot of the pressure off the table, like that expectation of you have to be someone who you're not. And then when she can feel like, fuck, this guy's actually expressing his sexuality in a way that I've never felt before, and it allows me to open up about that, because it starts with you. Because in short, man, and I'll tie this with a nice bow, a lot of men like, I, I want to please the woman. I want to make her feel fucking amazing. I want to like absolutely give her the most amazing experience that she's ever had. Where it's like, hang on a second. What about you, dude? What turns you on? What do you like? Because when you can truly, it, starts, it always starts with you. When you can feel truly comfortable with your sexuality, of going, this is what I like. This is what turns me on. And then a woman can feel that from me. She's got to be more comfortable with her sexuality. And it's going to allow you to both um, relax because then you've got, you can relax in your sexuality and then she can feel that and she wants to sort of relax as well. So then you take away that pressure. And then when that pressure is gone and there's no expectations and then you don't need to have this outcome, then she's going to be like, thank God I can actually have the experience. And then what's going to happen? Your pleasure and your arousal and your peak sexual, um, your peak orgasms are going to be um, significantly increased. Yeah. All right. So I've talked to a lot of girls about this um, on the topic of sex and whatnot. And what, what I'm getting from them is a lot of guys think they know what they're doing and like to have yeah. that, that ego about it where they're very, like, very confident and sure of themselves. But reality is most men, sadly, don't really, aren't really doing well in the bedroom. This is what I get from the you know, majority of, of women. Now, one, do you feel this is true where women have the bar too high or something? Do most, are most men kind of clueless in the bedroom? And two, how do you know when you've become a beast in the bedroom? Like, what is the indicator for you? Yeah, man, great question. Um, it's, the bar is so low. Like, the average man lasts about four minutes, man. The average man lasts about four minutes. Basically does fuck all foreplay. And when he's with a woman, it's usually like, I'm trying to get to an outcome, which is ejaculation. So when your female friends are saying that, it's 100% true, man. I'm oversimplifying it here. And it's really just like, giving broad strokes, but it's like hundred percent true because men don't know what they're doing. They've never been taught properly. They've never had the proper education. The only education they've had is porn, which is just hard and fast and you have to have a big black one. And if you don't, that means you're in trouble. And then all, all of a sudden, man, like these guys like have this perception, I have to be this set man. And there's two things that men think they're better than, and they usually brag to do people. It's usually about sex and about money. I've got more money than you and I've got a bigger cock than you. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's just like spitting competition where you're like not willing to drop your ego. And that's where like, I got humbled multiple times by my mentors about sex. I got um, humbled very multiple times by women because I was willing to ask them about how I could do better and constantly learning. And then I'd go to mentors and learn like that, man. So it's a, 
it's so, it's a culmination of everything. But the guys like the bar is so low, and guys think they have to do all this thing. And the reason they're not doing it because they're usually afraid to express or ask for what they want and allow that woman to open up and sit there and actually have a conversation about sex because we'll never talk um, talk about let's just say overarching a proper communication about how to ask for your desires and get them met correctly. So, magic question, I guess, does the size actually matter or can guys who've got a little bit below average one actually please a girl? Yeah, let's talk about that because the thing is, if you've got a bigger cock, let's be honest, like the thing is, I hate when people go, size does not matter at all. Like, if you've got like, say you've got like a, you've got a fucking fairly big cock and it's nice and juicy, the thing is, a woman is going to generally, depending on her size of her pussy as well, she's going to be generally be more pleased with that, but also, if you have a small one, your life is not over. And that's the thing. Guys think, oh, okay, I've got a small cock. It's done. No, it's not. You've got your hands. You can learn how to give a woman a pussy massage. You can like basically finger her correctly. You can go down on her like a beast. You can do psychological dominance. You can do some physical dominance stuff. You can do some really kinky stuff in the bedroom. You can do some role plays. There's, um, you, can do, you can use toys. You can like spice it up. Like there's so many things that you can do. And guys think I've got my penis. You can give a woman multiple, multiple orgasms before you've even like put your cock inside of it. And that's what you should be doing beforehand. Opposed to going thinking now it's time to just put my cock in it. And my cock is a definition of how much of a man I am. And it's not, it's more about a woman will actually perceive a man's cock being better. The more the deep emotional and sexual connection that she has with you. And she'll feel like, you know, women just go, it just fits perfectly inside of me. She'll say that when she feels like there's a really strong bond between you and she'll feel that like it fills her up more and she feels deeply connected to the person because of that opposed to thinking it has to be 10 inches or eight inches, which is a fallacy. Women don't actually want it too big because sometimes if your cock is too big, it actually causes women a lot of pain and harm. It sounds ironic, but at the same time, usually like if you've got an average size cock, it's cool, but I have a lot of clients go, I have a small cock, what can I do? And I'm like, and they go, of course, sometimes you've got a bigger cock and you put it inside a woman. Maybe like the length of her fucking vagina, she actually might need it to be a little bit bigger, but it doesn't mean you're completely fucked. You can still please her so much by having the size of your penis and there's so many other things you can do as well. Yeah, all right. So for all the guys with the small penis out there, you heard it. There's actually hope for you. Uh, toys, psychological dominance. Um, I, I was talking to one of my students, you know, you, you talk about psychological dominance and he's got a lot of fetishes. He loves to... I uh, do, I don't know, I guess like the whips and the chains and the punishment and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, how does one go about bringing that up to the girl in a way without worrying, like without scaring her or worrying about her rejecting you and thinking like, maybe maybe you're in a foot fetish, maybe you're into whatever, I don't, I would insert whatever king thing here, right? <laughs> how do you go about expressing that to the girl and easing her into it? Or do you just go, this is me day one, take it or leave it like what's the proper uh, way of going about that yeah the thing is there's two different scenes you're talking about if you're talking about just like the normal like say the normal guy who picks up a girl from the bar like for example man, say like our world would say for this, this group in particular you go to a bar you meet a girl you take her home and stuff like that sure. and most guys will have sex for like seven minutes seven minutes on average and then that's it and the girl will go back to a corporate job on monday and it's like cool i got fucked by some dude it was cool, whatever, she told her friends. And she goes out and has drinks at night and tells her friends, oh yeah, did this, whatever. But when you're learning the stuff about more kink and the stuff that I'll teach, that's why we say you're gonna be the best woman to have inside and outside of the bedroom because you're not just like giving her a vanilla experience and like just having sex with her maybe and the most extreme thing you did was doggy style. 
it's like, if you want to start doing this, because you'll be surprised now, and I'm happy to say this openly, it's like, how many women actually really enjoy rough sex? Like um, being choked in the bedroom, getting their hair pulled and things like that behind closed doors, all done with consent and doing some bit more kinky stuff. But you don't want to just, just like go into this if a girl is at the bar. It, when I do this, I actually build, bring up a conversation. If I'm like, I see this, you can feel this vibe. I'm like, you know what? Can I tell you something about me? And you're not going to judge me. She's like, yeah, cool. There's some stuff that I want to um, tell you about myself that you probably don't know. And then I start putting things on the table. I'm like, and I'll start building up like a sexual progression ladder. I'm like, like, hey, what I like is X, Y, and Z. I really want to, ex- uh, this is actually what turns me on. But I'm not going to start like, I'm turns me on if I do this extreme thing. If I say it's like a foot thing, I go, you might think this is weird. So I'm pre-framing. I go, you might think it's weird, but do you know what really gets me going? Do you want to know? And if she says yes, then I'm actually going to explore that. I go, hey, I actually like um, looking, I actually like sucking your toes. It really turns me on. And the thing is, what I've done is I've actually expressed my own desire, which I rather do that opposed to waiting for her man to go, oh, that's disgusting because at least I've actually vetted her about what type of woman who I want in my life. And at least I know she's like closed-minded because I want an open-minded um, woman in my life. And if she said yes, I get to live my full desire with that person that night. But if I feel they're going to be closed and she's not going to do it, I probably wouldn't express it if it's a girl I just met at the bar. But what I like to do, I like to meet women from social circles with what you're doing, man, and more like um, communities are more sexually open and liberated where I, I can be more expressive about my sexuality right off the bat but if it is a girl who i'm just meeting from a club bar or day game whatever i'm actually building up that progression and like letting them know aspects of like hey i'm a little bit sexually adventurous so i'm like dropping that i'm sexually adventurous i like a little bit of quirky things so i'm dropping seeds about what what i like and then seeing it like oh really what are you into now you'll judge me don't worry about it and it's like no tell me i'm like you sure and then i get her to invest as well i'm talking about so what do you like is there anything adventurous you like is there anything you like to explore is there something outside the box that you wouldn't normally do or tell the um, person down the street. Some shit like that, man. And you start seeing how much they open up and then you can go back and forth. Rule of thumb, straight off the bat, but I understand the social calibration of just like building up slowly, especially for your guys. Is is it a death sentence if you say what you're into and she goes, oh, I don't know if I'm into that? Or is it something you can kind of maybe teach her and play around with? Or maybe she's like, I'm into something that you're like, well, I'm not really that into that, but I've never done it before. Is there a option to explore or is that just kind of a like, all right, we're not sexually compatible. Um, definitely not. Like usually what happens sometimes we might just say, I'm not comfortable yet. And sure. the thing is she might, unless it's a hard boundary for herself. So she might go, if you said to a straight off that, you know, I want to tie you up and whip you and pour candle wax on your back. Yeah. That might be for her. Like, Oh, that's easy. But it depends on her level of variation of like how sexually advanced she is to say quote unquote. But the thing is someone might say, I'm like, Holy fuck. That is the most extreme thing I've ever heard then I go, hey, is it cool if I just tie you up tonight then? Or is it okay or just blindfold you? So what I like to do, I like to have women over a long period of time and start building up that sexual progression and like tell them next time I want to explore this with you, next time I want to like do this. And you're building it up with them and you get to, it creates a really strong bond because you get to understand her mind, what she likes. And then you just keep getting to have that conversation. And I have this thing after we have sex, called a sex survey it's really simple about basically breaking down the experience for her how was it what did you like what didn't you like and we keep going back and forward and what i can do better for next time so i'm getting feedback and i'm giving her feedback so then we can both have the most maximum amount of pleasure i love it. the girl i'm seeing right now i love the idea of every time i'm with her it's like well, how much more can we push things and how much mm. more we communicate and how can we because you don't want to just keep doing the same i find it gets boring when it's like all right we know the routine 
you do that, then we do this. Then we, <laughs> usually, a lot of times when you have sex again and again with the, with the same partner, there, a routine starts to form. And I always try to break that routine. I hate like the idea of being predictable in bed. So I'm always like, let's try this new thing out or let's play with this. And that's really cool having that, um, have, you know, having that kind of connection with someone where every time you're trying to add to it and, and maybe we do a blindfold, now we do the wax, now we do a handcuff. Like, so I really, mm. I, I really like that aspect a lot. Uh, I'm just going to straight up ask you though, what would you say the most advanced sexual thing you've done would be? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the end of the spectrum here for guys? Well, I actually talked to a mentor man once and she, 20, she was um, 30 years, sorry. She was like a lesbian um, um, BDSM. She ran around BDSM club for eight, club, uh, eight years and she told me, she goes, I still feel like a virgin and I've been doing this stuff for 30 years. I was like, and this stuff, this woman made me feel like a virgin man. I was like, damn. So the spectrum is like, it's never ending. And that's why I get clients. I go, what's, what is it? You know, like I never compare yourself to me. Cause I don't look at my mentor who I first got. I looked at him. I go, how am I ever going to compare? I'll give you this man. When I first walked into a sex club or a BDSM club, just, um, and I saw a woman hanging from a ceiling, I was there with my buddy. We walked into the first time. I had my little whip on my shoulder and I'm like fucking freaking the fuck out. Going, what is going on? And I had my first little toy with my mentor and he's like, and I'm like looking at this going, holy shit, staring at this girl hanging from the ceiling. Then like, you know, like seven years later, man, I've got like 40 kilos of sex toys traveling the world and fingering a doll. You know, it's like, what, what the fuck? How, how, the, how did that happen, brother? You know, and probably the craziest shit that I've um, done, actually, one of my first when I was like getting mentored by this guy, he took me into this club and I never, never forget those two of the hottest chicks. There's probably about a hundred people watching that. This chick was bent over like this, like, it's called a, um, it's called a saddle, so I forgot what it's called, it's, um, a rail. It's kind of like bent over a rail, like a saddle kind of thing, like a cross. And like one chick's bent over and she, he's making her squirt, man, in front of like, it's like a hundred people, 100, 120 people making her squirt. And he's like, and then he's just throwing squirt all over the audience. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on, man? And then he's like, he's like, he's like mentoring me. He's like, go say something in her ear to make her relax. Even though she was relaxing, they had a really good bond and they knew each other for quite some time. He was like teaching me like, say something psychological, say, say some, say some psychological stuff to make her feel comfortable and more feel sexy. He's like, so she's like going off, like squirting, having a good time. There's a vibrator and a pussy. He's using like a whip and I'm seeing this shit, man. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But when I was in that moment, go, go say something to her. So I got close to her ear and I'm like, you're doing a really good job, you know, like really like kind of chody kind of shit, man. Keep it up, like, work. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she's like, she just knew like I was like learning and stuff. She's like, it's all going to be all good. And she's just like, you're doing a good job. But she just like didn't care. But I was just so funny. And then you learn over time how to like use your words to really turn the thing on, uh, a woman on. And that's what I really learned in that uh, moment. I learned a lot about how can you really turn a woman on psychologically with your words, make them feel so comfortable, open up to expressing their deepest desires so then they can really show aspects because they're, they're naked, they're vulnerable. Like she's in front of like 120 people, her pussy's on show and she just feels so sexy. And then I saw my mentor get in there really close and like say how sexy she was and how awesome she's doing and basically like saying all these things in a beautiful way. And you can just see her open up and express so the sexual connection really happened from the psychological connection that they had. And then it's like, I heard this once, unlock my mind, then my body will follow. And that's what he really taught me. So it's unlocking her psychological mind because that's her biggest sex organ. And then the body's going to follow suit. 
So what words will psychologically turn her on in the bedroom? How should a guy be talking to a girl once he has her naked and vulnerable and in his bed? Yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Great questions. It's it's really the, like you know, it's I always say this, every woman's different, every pussy's different, but I'll just give you a broad overview. For that one, man, it's more like can you make her feel comfortable? Can you make her feel safe? Can you make her feel sexy? A woman wants to feel this. She wants to feel that you're going to give you specifics, but a woman wants to feel that you're a gentle, loving care bear who always has the best interests at heart, but then she also wants to feel at the same time that you're a fucking black bear that can rip her apart anytime you want and having that mix. So you're a big fucking dude. What are you like, six one, six two? Oh no, I'm I'm five ten, but I give this I give the uh, perception. Yeah, you've got that. So you've got a big dude. You kind of look like a rugged kind of dude, but then it's like you're rugged, but it's like I'll rip you apart. But then also at the same time, I'm loving and caring. Then when she can feel that from you, she she feels safe that you're fucking like that that masculine fucking warrior. Then when you're with her, man. Then when you can connect with her, I'm like, hey, I'm here. I've got you. There's nowhere to be tonight. It's just me and you. I just want to see you relax and really let go. You know what? If you don't orgasm, it's completely okay. I don't mind. I just want to let you know that I'm here and I just want to like really like see you in your like um, bliss. I just want to see you really let go and just like really have a night where you don't have to think, you don't have to do anything, you don't have to be anywhere. You know what? I'm here and I just like really want to touch every single part of your body because you know what? I'm going to do to you that you've never fucking had done to before. And all I want you to do is just soak it all in. So something along the line, it seems um, like you're doing um, a tightrope between your be, make her really relaxed and comfortable, and also let her know like I have this deep desire for you, and I'm going to rip your clothes off, kind of thing. Yeah, hundred percent. How how can I make a woman so feel so safe, and how can I make her feel so desired and sexual? Yeah. Those safe and sexual. How can I do that at the same time? She just feels so safe, like she doesn't have to be anywhere, where she gets to be getting her feminine and go, oh, and then I get to make her feel like. I'm going to rip you apart and I could do it if I want to, but it's going to do it in a way because I desire you so much. I just have to have you. That's, and a woman feels so safe. Sorry? I'm just saying that can be really tough to say part when about 65% of things of women have been sexually assaulted and like 80 something, 85 or whatever percent have been, had unwanted at least sexual advances made on them. Uh, how do you yeah. handle a girl who's been sexually assaulted and, and is very closed off from that? Mate, these are great questions. I love it. And that's a really good um, good point. Because the thing is, when women are doing I always, number one, is safety and consent. I'm always asking and checking in and seeing how they are. So when I'm with a woman who's like, I actually check with a woman. Has anything happened in the past? Is there anything that you want to tell me before we actually engage in more so you can say extreme sexual activities? So if it's just like a vanilla, like, hey, we're having missionary, it's cool. But when you start going, I'm giving guys a little bit of a warning. When you start going down this route of like start experimenting like with like, Say you can say whips and change and what you're saying and like more alternative sexuality. And it's like, holy shit, you're going down a rabbit hole and it never ends. So if I do have a woman and she is a bit more alternative sexually and she wants to explore and open up, I'm always checking in about going, hey, I get to know her first. It sounds revolutionary, man, but you teach your shit anyway. It's like, I get to know her, her sexual past, her history. And when I do that, I go, is there anything I can't say that that might trigger her? Is there anything I can't do? Is there anything that I can't call you? So start say, do, and call you. So it's like, oh, she's like, I don't like to be called this because that triggered me. Um, don't say this um, phrase or don't um, do this um, thing in the bedroom because that will trigger me off about something in the past. And what it is, man, this is going to sound like a bit hippie and woo-woo and I always get called the weird hippie sex Jesus, but that's another story. Um, it's because 
you can actually give women sexual healing through um, sexual healing by just being there with her and walking through her and like having her best interests at heart and actually deeply connecting with her and not judging her for her sexuality. And when she gets to fully express where she's at, she's going to like really thank you and be grateful that you've given her the experience and you're chipping away those layers of maybe the sexual abuse that she's had in the past. And she can feel more trusting and more loving and connected to men and actually um, like more open to like experiences like this in the future. So, is it safe to say when you get that feeling, it's kind of like sexually healing? Yeah, that's that's a great way of putting it, man. And then the girls like, <laughs> so yeah, just it's like sexual just, therapy just, kind of way. <laughs> yeah, man, you're you're a, you're a sexual therapist, and that's the thing. It's it's so beautiful. Like I had a woman the other day um, in short, man. She actually told me like she doesn't trust men, and she's like got a lot of pain in her pussy. My guys like fuck, I'll just fuck away the pain, or just fuck through the pain. But what I did, man, I just held my finger on her pussy in the spot. I was just like breathing with her, connecting with her. And she was like breathing into that pain. And she goes, it felt really nice because it was like actually releasing that pain. This is a high level advanced she'll just tell you. And it's like, I was holding that and she's like really like letting out a lot of tears and emotions. But she goes, thank you so much for doing that because I felt like I could sit with that and it released like a massage when you have a sore shoulder and holding into that. And I'm not recommending guys do this, but I'm just like saying what you can do is you can just be really like with the woman and hold that hold inside of her pussy and be with her. And she's like, Thank God, a man just like not trying to quickly do something as fast as he can instead of going, I'm going to go slow and treat your body as a temple. I'm just thinking this. I'm, I'm spitballing here. And guys, we have not planned this. So it's put out to you, Andrew. Have, first, have you ever met um, Steve Pickus by any chance or no? No, who's that? The, uh, Steve P. He was in a book, The Game. He uh, runs a company called Central Awakening. Uh, he does a lot of neurolinguistic programming. He teaches women how to squirt. And probably. Oh, cool probably the first person I ever heard of teaching guys sexual techniques in the bedroom. This is back when I was learning this back in like 2006, right? Yeah. So if I'm an OG, he's an OG. <laughs> like, see, this is something I was like kind of, you know, learning from. I just thought it'd be cool. Maybe at some point in the future, I can introduce, you know, you guys to each other and then maybe we can throw like a whole sex boot camp and how to have better sex in general. I think it'd be fun. It, it's so important, man. Like, That'd be really cool to meet him, man. If he's been doing this for a long time, definitely keen, man. Um, you're sorry about um, if the internet's... He's been teaching this since the 90s. Put it up. Damn. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I was just saying, sorry if the internet keeps cutting in now just because of all the internet. But I'll, I'll talk to you more in private about but, that. Yeah. It just, the thought just came to me. I just want to see if you're open to doing like a whole sex workshop with your guys, my guys, his guys. I think it'd be good, cool, fun, big, you know, big thing we could throw on. 100%, bro. 100%. Um, so just to wrap up though, I, I do want to get to this. I know you've got a webinar coming up, how to be the best you've ever had. So tell us yes. about that. I know that's going to be on May 6th at 6.30 PM in Melbourne time. Uh, what is this? I mean, obviously how to be the best you've ever had, but like what can people expect uh, when they tune in and listen to this webinar? Yeah. Awesome, man. So on this webinar, it's just like a lot, there's a lot of fallacy. Like guys think they have to have a massive, massive cock. And we kind of touched on it today. And also it's like, how to be the best you've ever had without having massive cock and using pills and sprays. I want guys to get away from the pharmaceuticals and I want guys to actually start coming back more of a natural place and like going, actually, how can you connect deeply with the woman? There's two ways to connect with one really deeply sexually in the bedroom and deeply out of the bedroom. Now it's one thing to be like really phenomenal inside the bedroom or outside the bedroom. But the thing is I want to like come in and have that balance of having both. So that, as I said, that we um, webinar and that training as it's just because we're doing COVID-19, we don't usually do this. A lot of our stuff, we do live events and things like this, but I go, you know what, it's time to do something really because of this pandemic that's currently happening. So yeah, go check that out. I think we've got about 200 spots with, um, 
we've got about 70 people who have already registered. So yeah, go check that out and click the link below or wherever it is here. But yep. that's, that's about it here in the podcast. Uh, and for guys who've missed out on the link, they, you know, the webinar's come and gone and they're seeing this in the future. Uh, how else can they find you and, and learn more about you? Awesome, man. So the best place to find me is Sexual Quantum Leap. If you put that in Google, it pretty much comes to the top now. And as I said, I've got um, a podcast and stuff like that. I've got a ton of free content. So go check out all my free stuff. And if that really resonates with you, then reach out. We can talk more. Cool. Sounds good, man. I'm, I'm always glad when guys are sharing and giving out stuff because they actually prove that they care versus just give me, give me, give me mentality. Which I've seen a lot of other coaches. Not you. I love and respect what you're doing here, brother. So keep up the good work. Mm. Let's fix oh. and, and, and explore a lot of pussies and, and have a lot of fun play. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, Joe. The last thing I could, um, for your audience, I could do this, my man, is if they go on the website, Sexual Quantum Leap, there's actually a guide of pussy massage, just like to what I was talking about, how to actually give women multiple orgasms with your hands. So they can download that. And there's about four videos about me breaking it down, what okay. to actually do so they can implement that tonight. So... Yeah, it's really cool, man. It's like I actually got the doll and I practice shit on and you can actually see the techniques specifically and that shit alone is giving guys insane results. So I highly recommend checking that out. You heard it, guys. Get your free copy of the Pussy Massage videos and learn how to do it tonight. That's amazing. So, um, yeah, I I can't recommend recommend them enough. Definitely check them out. And, Andrew, thanks for being on the podcast. Bro, thank you so much for having me, man. Take care, buddy.